Hello and welcome to the Cookbook Circle podcast. I'm Victoria and I'm Hannah and simply put we review cookbooks. We take one book for each episode and both cook a couple of dishes then discuss what we liked, more likely what we didn't like and give it a rating out of five. Like all the best recipes, it's pretty simple. And if you love what we do, we're now on Patreon. This means if you'd like to support us, your subscription will help cover the podcast costs from the books themselves, the ingredients of what we cook, and in return you'll get some fun stuff. To find out more, visit our website, thecookbookcircle.com, or you can find the link in our show notes. Thanks, friends. Now for the podcast. Boom. Hi, Hannah. Boom. <laughs> Hi, Victoria. This is how we do it now. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Boom, 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 boom. Welcome <laughs> to the cookbook circle. Yeah, we're going to get copyrighted for that. You've got to be careful. <laughs> what? Montel Jordan is going to come out of his like little cave. <laughs> Why, why is he in a cave? He's very well. Because if he hasn't been in a cave, I want to know where he's been and why he hasn't been making more bangers like that one. You okay? Uh, no, apparently not. <laughs> I'm fine. How are you doing? It's hot, man. Yeah, we're in another heat wave. Sorry if this is boring for everyone. Like all our Australian listeners are like, yeah, right, mate. <laughs> Is it 25 degrees over there? Ooh, little poor British and Irish people. Little weaklings. I am a weakling. I'd like to move to Norway if anybody wishes to move me. I can do many things. It's cold in Norway, isn't it? I don't know. What are you going to do up there? Why Norway? I don't know. Work for, work for Noma. That's in Copenhagen, which is in Denmark. But I'm sure you can commute. <laughs> Anyway. Well, you know, we did something exciting for the cookbook circle this week. We did. Tell us, <laughs> Hannah, what the exciting thing is. We launched our Patreon. Patreon. What is Patreon, I hear you ask? <laughs> Patreon. Hannah, what is Patreon? Thank you. <laughs> we rehearsed this, Vic. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, I lost my script. Yeah, it's all right. Um, Patreon is a means to support us and to support the podcast that we love dearly, like our own child. Not Marcus, he's your child, but this is our child. <laughs> Patreon is a subscription platform that means that you can pay a certain amount per month and get some, well, there's two tiers for us. Like a wedding cake. <laughs> yes. We're saving the top tier for our firstborn child the podcast podcast <laughs> wow wow it's uh, been a long day it's yeah. eight o'clock guys <laughs> didn't rehearse that analogy you might <laughs> sorry there's two tiers so the the first tier is just if you like what we do and you want to give us a little bit of cashola every month to support what we do because Vic, we don't run this podcast for free do we we do not <laughs> it comes at a cost Books ain't cheap. Ingredients. Galangal. Shit. Galangal. Shit from Amazon. Pecans that you couldn't afford in Ravneet's episode. And pine nuts. Pine nuts. All of the peanuts. <laughs> um, we pay fees for like the website and the yeah. and this we do. to record, etc. So 
all that to say, we love what we do. We don't mind paying for that stuff. But if you want to support us, then you can pay that £1 a month tier that just helps us out a little bit or else. There's a £3 tier that comes with a few little bonus features. Cheeky little business. Exciting little things. Little, little canapes, little, little amuse bushes. Oh, amuse bushes. Oh, oh, dev. Yeah, amuse <laughs> bushes. Little cheese and pineapple on a stick. <laughs> oh, I, it's so nice for you all to witness both of our mental breakdowns <laughs> once again. Um, <laughs> you get some a bonus little episode a Ooh. month. Get the recipes from each of the podcasts emailed to you so that you don't have to go mooching around if you hear something delicious that we talk about. And we're going to throw some other fun stuff in there. Yeah, and eventually, soon, we're Mm -hmm. going to set up a little little community hub, aren't we? Uh, Where you circlets can talk to other circlets about food, recipes, share books, whatever. And we will chat shit with you uh, in there, which I am very excited about uh, because I know that you all want to have my shit chatted with you every day. Well, from someone who (laughs) speaks shit with Vic every single day, I can say it's it's good shit chat. Thank you. So, yeah. yeah, That's exciting. Um, Where can, if if I was so inclined to sign up to become a Patreon subscriber, where might I be able to do that? You can't. Go to our website, thecookbookcircle.com. There's a little tab there saying support us on Patreon. Or you can join via Instagram. There's a link in our bio as well. Whatever you want to do, whatever way you want to do. But we also put it in the in the show notes. We should also put it in the show notes. That's a good idea. It'll also be in the show notes. It will be in the show notes. We can confirm. This just in. We can confirm. It'll be in the show notes. That's our little push for the show. Thank you. If you've already become a Patreon subscriber, that's so cool. Yeah, some of you have, and thank you so much. Um, we are eternally grateful. This is the one time we'll put our we'll put our cynicism and snarkiness aside yeah, and thank be you. like, that's, uh, "Thanks, pals. We like you." Yeah, we love you, and we endeavour to create the good shit for you. Yes. Whether or not you I sign do. up to Patreon, frankly. True. Yeah, just for listening. Uh, you know who else I love? Mm-hmm. Look at that segue. Anyone yes, else? You. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, me too. We both have recently watched Roadrunner, mm-hmm. right? I don't think we should talk about this for too long because actually I felt quite sad watching it. I, cr- I really cried at the end. Like, oh, I mean, I knew I cried my eyes out. <laughs> for anyone who hasn't seen it, it was the documentary, I think it's Morgan Neville. It came out like last year, I think. There was some controversy, controversy, <laughs> peak Irish, controversy, controversy. around it because. <laughs> Because they AI'd his voice, reading out some like excerpts from letters or diaries or whatever, and people were like, "Is that ethical?" I actually couldn't tell those parts. Could you? I guess that's the beauty of yeah, AI. which is I guess where the, the ethics, ethics lies. <laughs> but apart from that, it kind of traces. It picks up when he was just in Leal in New York and writing, just writing Kitchen Confidential. And has some old footage from when he's really young. And then just goes from there about how his like, career progressed and his profe- um, personal life. And just how he became more of a... Like, he by the end, it wasn't even just, like, f- a food presenter, right? He yeah. was, like, a travel presenter. And he covered war-torn areas and everything. 
you know, the, the US and its kind of role to play in world stuff and just the general sadness of a lot of the countries that he went to weighed heavily on him. So, yeah, it's not it's not the lightest watch in the world. But if you've read Kitchen Confidential and you love it, him, then yeah. I think it's definitely worth yeah, a watch. Yeah, I feel watch. like if you've it's ever enjoyed good. anything that he's done, then it's worth a watch. Just because, it, like, I think that also being in the UK, you can, we love Anthony Bourdain, we appreciate his work, mm. but I don't think the impact and how famous and how, yeah, just impactful he was came across in the same way. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Mercy, I didn't even know you were there. <laughs> She's just about to. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a close up view of Vic's cat's furry little bot. <laughs> need to let her out the door. That cat lurks in that room. I've worked from that room and she just like watched me work <laughs> like a little. <laughs> a very... arch little back like stretching up over my monitor. <laughs> Such a little weirdo. She's tripping balls. I gave her some catnip earlier. So. She's, she's what? She's tripping balls. <laughs> I gave her some catnip. I bought her a new toy that had some catnip so I gave her some. I, I... I thought you said she's dripping balls. <laughs> I don't know which is worse. Anyway, anyway sorry. Yes, uh, watch it. Watch it, um, but be in a decent frame of mind to do so because yes. it's rough. Yeah, yeah. I think he goes in a little, little bit too hard at the end on Asia, his his uh, girlfriend, his his wife, girlfriend. Yeah, I didn't really realize mm. that situation but anyway yes watch it and you know we can talk about it on instagram and see if other people have watched it and what they thought we should do a thing on kitchen confidential for patreon shouldn't we that would be yeah. fun did you ever watch the series the bradley cooper series that they did on it no as in it was like a fiction it was like a dramatic tv series but it's based on kitchen confidential no but i just watched his that film burnt Yes, I just that's just come on Netflix recently, and I watched that not so long oh, ago. Oh, actually, yeah, Patreon. We should do some of these like foodie films and books and stuff. Yeah, actually, that would be really fun. But, but <laughs> that is not the book we're talking about today. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. What are we talking about? We are talking about Hetty McKinnon and her book To Asia with Love. Not to be confused with the Bond <laughs> film From Russia with Love. <laughs> which didn't have as much food oh my god i said this at the end of the last episode but i strongly feel and i strongly remember that this was a big suggestion from a lot of our aussie friends they're they they, they're big fans yeah i i i i (laughs) believe i can fly no, R. Kelly's persona on Gratia. Yeah, sorry. He's up. I was introduced to Hetty by you. Oh. I, I said, I... Victoria, this is Hetty. <laughs> we have not met, unfortunately. I think we get on like a house on fire. You, yeah, you would love her. <laughs> would I? <laughs> I think so. You know, you guys have a lot of common. Love, love, of, love of noodles. Did I introduce you to her? Yeah, you met, You just met, I don't know how it came up, but I remember you were talking about it a couple of times and she kept coming up in comments from listeners as well. And so I went and followed her. Mm. Uh, Does this make me an influencer? I think so, yeah. Cool. Been waiting. 
Uh, yeah, I'll get you uh, some YouTube ads. <laughs> Hannah's putting her thumb up at me. She's currently coughing. Um, <laughs> you okay? okay? Yes, everything's um, fine. <laughs> Thank you. Shall I tell you a little bit about Hetty in this book? Yes, please. Por favor, si vous play. Mon cher de Hele. Wow. Hit me with Hetty. Hetty, hit me. Okay, so I think the reason probably that a lot of our Australian listeners love her and know about her is that she is Australian. she's a sydney born chef she is currently resides in brooklyn new york oh don't they all didn't Mm. we say did molly bath live in brooklyn probably i feel like one of our maybe our next chef might live in brooklyn too oh god it's the place to be brooklyn it is the place to be. Sounds expensive. See, yeah. So she's Sydney born. Um, she has got three children. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Impressive. Um, <laughs> yeah. Godspeed. Yeah. Jesus. Um, what else do I have to say about her? That's it. So on to the. <laughs> no. In our shortest <laughs> podcast yet. Let's rate. <laughs> We're rating out of children. <laughs> Uh, so her food, her journey to writing um, many, Great many journey. books is... <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. I will let you finish the sentence soon. Yeah. Tell me about her journey. <laughs> Just like to tell you that we usually record first thing in the morning and it's it's an evening time. It's, a, it's an anything time. <laughs> it's a Wednesday evening in high summer. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, that may be the reason for the quality of this podcast. Um, so she is Sydney born, three children, mm-hmm. lives in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Really interesting, yeah, journey to this book and beyond. This book and beyond. Uh, <laughs> so she, her parents emigrated from China to Sydney. And so mm-hmm. she grew up eating really, she talks about this uh, in the book, but she, I've seen, I read loads of articles with her where she's like really, really traditional, like Cantonese oh, cool. food. So lots of pork, lots mm. of, she talks about tripe, um, oh. spam, cooking spam on top of rice. Which, right. Is that traditional? Like a spam? What? Yeah, it's it's. I think that spam has a real special place in in a lot of, particularly Korean. I think culture. And she's not Korean, but that's interesting. I feel like it's having a moment on some stuff I see on Instagram. Yeah, this annoying guy. You would hate him because he runs his knife over the crispy <laughs> foods, and that's like Vic's pet hate. I think he's a cook named Matt or something. But he keeps doing shit with spam, and I'm like, what's happening? No, put it in the time capsule and fucking forget that shit. My secret shame is that I like it. Oh, do you? Mm. Okay. Tell me why. (laughs) Well, it's just like salty, you know, like meat, like hammy. I know that's not your thing, Mm. like hammy, salty, like all everything you you want from like a bit of a like a dirty. I don't want to say dirty is not the right word. You know, like greasy. Yeah, gotcha. Kind of snack food and i think you know straight out the can absolutely i don't want to eat it but like you see it in a lot of probably in that that guy's videos and like in a lot of like the asian cooking and how i've eaten it like deep fried and then in like a rice ball or like she yeah yeah talks about at some point cooking spam on top of rice because all the juices on like salt go into the rice and like i guess that would be delicious yeah Um, that would be good okay okay um, i get it you're allowed that's fine 
thanks. No problem. Um, <laughs> so that's right. what our family is. <laughs> so, <laughs> a little tangent about spam there. Um, a spam tent. <laughs> Yes, that was bad. Uh, no, it was great. Uh, and she also talks about because she is living in Australia, she got into barbecues, and like she says that I'm not just saying that. Um, it's not a stereotypical thing. Like she, she was eating a lot of barbecues. It was like a thing that they did to celebrate, and that's obviously a lot of meat. Um, yes, I wonder if you can barbecue spam. I bet you can. Well, on a little griddle, you know, char lines in it. Yeah. I feel like this is going to come back to haunt me. Uh-oh. Um, was it like when we said we didn't know why Molly Baz was wearing a tuna necklace and everyone told us that the name of her weenie yeah. dog was tuna? No, I I mean, I don't think that... Well, come at me. I We had a whole lecture during my master's about spam, right? And it's kind of cultural significance. And, you know, it was widely in that lecture by the teacher and said, oh, it's gross, it's gross. And I was like, I like it. Like, huh. shut up everyone i don't think that's gonna come back at you i it's it's a bit of snobbery surely to not like it right because it's cheap oh absolutely we don't like snobs snobs are not welcome around here no 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 (laughs) go away snobbies (laughs) god anyway let's talk about me and life mine's boring hers is interesting um so she was eating all this meat stuff and then when she was growing up and then like she talks about when she was a teenager like suddenly she's going to all these barbecues and like the smell went from really being delicious to really being like oh like i she didn't like it she was like oh and she would really go off the meat and she wouldn't be interested oh. in eating the meat and, and then she said she read this article about veal production and then she was like i'm never eating meat again oh. which yeah you know i get it uh but that you know obviously is tough in a in a household that like does i mean you've been to japan and yes. you know other asian countries and like you know the kind of a vegetarian doesn't doesn't co- co- i think now it's probably better um yeah but like it doesn't or didn't come compute and she talks about how her mom would try and sneak in like things like jellyfish and mm-hmm. like uh, all these, yeah all these like uh the sneakiest of diff- the fishes <laughs> Yeah, and so, but she was like, no, I'm not, but, but, but. Um, she had to cook for herself, obviously, because her, her parents were not going to cook her vegetarian food, food, vegetarian food, that was what it was in her house. <laughs> um, so she started cooking her own food, but she, like, really couldn't find much good vegetarian like recipes so she said said she cooked like lentil loaves and like burger oh. you know beanie burgers and, and oh, things like yeah. that and she was like this is like crap and then i saw her mention some of our good friends Ottolenghi, sam oh. and clark oh hi um, guys hi guys how are you doing back there in season one <laughs> books like their recipes their books all these other like you know modern chefs that are doing amazing things with vegetables and she was like whoa i can do these amazing things with vegetables so she started cooking more and that's how she like learned to be you know a a good cook i guess a good um good at working with vegetables and from that she started to kind of put her own take on things she she kind of missed the flavors of her like childhood and her culture and so that's how she got into cooking like asian food with vegetables um 
she's also i don't know if you saw this and when you're looking for it, she's like really passionate about salad and i guess that, that aren't we all um <laughs> but i made one of the week passionate about salad <laughs> that's that's her first book but also her first like food venture she like in sydney oh. she would uh she had like a salad delivery service and so every week she would she talks about dreaming up these salads and then deliver them on her bike oh, um, that's so to, cute. to her, her neighborhood and i think from that came her first book which is called uh you Heavy don't salad. Salad. <laughs> salad book an ode to salads close salad stories it's neighborhood salad sweets and stories from home and abroad wow neighborhood for sure um cute yeah so i think that that, that war went to that so that was called um the arthur street kitchen and i think possibly that's still going now um in in sydney and also way ahead of her time because i feel like every other new cookbook i see at the moment is about salad really um yeah and i think that was uh back in like 2017 she released that i just yeah i don't know i guess because there's a lot of shit salads out there right like the, you know people are very unimaginative oh yeah but then also i think that some people play fast and loose with the term salad like pasta salad mm, not a salad that's not a salad potato salad is okay we'll let that one go <laughs> i mean we pasta i feel like we're we've been here haven't we we've yeah but i'm, I'm bringing it back <laughs> top of the agenda <laughs> do the italians <laughs> there's a there's a place in la that does a salad i don't know what it, the salad is called but it's famous for making women go into labor and they have like a book at this restaurant where if you came and eat the salad and then went into labor you have to go and sign a book and it's got like and i saw it on tiktok when i was heavily pregnant oh my god yeah it's kind of alarming <laughs> i don't know how i feel about <laughs> it this. right there it's not like right you like consume two scoops and then that's it the baby comes out in the restaurant i think you know it's six to 12 hours later or something wow. i don't know the exact timing <laughs> interesting i thought it was a curry well that's what they say okay curry pineapple as far as i'm aware that wasn't hetty salad she has three more books after that including this one wow uh one called community which uh is an australian classic one called family new vegetable classics to to comfort and nourish and then this one to asia with love and she just this week announced a new book tender heart oh fun a book about vegetables and unbreakable family bonds. Jesus. So this one's very much breaking the mould in terms of title then. It doesn't have a little yes. one word. Yeah. She writes for New York Times, cooking. You see a lot of her recipes on Ooh. there. Bon Appetit, Epicurious. She's written for The Guardian, ABC Every Day. Not she doesn't write for ABC Every Day. ABC Every Day is a brand. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and she also is the the or the author, the editor of a journal called Peddler, a a multicultural food journal. Easy for me to say. And oh, which, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, well, website at least. Yeah, I think you probably if you see the like picture of it, you yeah. definitely would. So she's all over the place. Um, and she's so active. I know I said at the end of the last episode that I thought she she got famous on the internet, but I don't think that's the case. I think she's just very active and brilliant right. on Instagram. She got popular, I think, from writing these brilliant books. 
um, ah. and her salad delivery service. But then she just is really good at Instagram. Yeah, can't relate. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I do follow Peddler on Instagram, though, oh. I've just realised. So that's there why you I go. Yeah, I, I, like the photos in this book are very beautiful. So I can imagine that she, she gives good Instagram. Well, <laughs> well on this book... She did all those photos herself. Oh. She, yeah. In the beginning, she's like, look, this, this is like about my home cooking and my family's cooking, whatever. I feel like it's best for me to do the, yeah, do the pictures in my wow, home. Wow, they're so beautiful. Yeah, really beautiful. She says her dad was an amateur photographer, so she kind of knows about composition and film and oh. stuff like that. So, yeah, they are really beautiful. Her crockery is also really beautiful. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm like I'm I like her style. Yeah. And the st- I think the style of this book, we can talk about our first impressions of it, but it's just like, um, just to go back to the book, not strictly Chinese. She calls it Asian-ish, like a, a meeting nice. of Western and Eastern cultures. And, and then like, she talks a lot about like a third culture. So try, I guess trying to find that mix, that perfect medium between like where she is now and where her family came from and, and mixing all together, but also making it plant-based um, or, you know, vegetable led because it's not a yes. vegan cookbook but it has a lot of vegan recipes and a lot of gluten-free recipes and gluten-free. yeah yeah um but it's, it does have eggs and and things and milk and things like that but she has really good substitutes for a lot of that that stuff which is great love that at the bottom of every recipe there's substitute or sometimes a veganize if it's a if yeah it's not a vegan recipe and she'll just tell you what to replace or a sub in which is Handy, handy, yeah. handy. It's uh, what did you think of this book? Also, it's James Beard Award nominated this year, by the way. Oh, interesting. Mm. I want to know more about James Beard. <laughs> Who was he? <laughs> well, I don't think he belongs on this season. Maybe next one. <laughs> I was very, very excited by this book. It was obviously because it's veggie, and you get a bit stuck in a rush with a lot of what you make as a veggie person, and a lot of the recipes are just very, you know, one page, like three paragraph descriptions, not too intimidating. And I just loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, the photos are beautiful. There's like big explanations about like noodles and like how to stock your like Asian pantry yeah. and different kind of, she she has a lot of like flavoured oils, which do creep up in the recipes themselves but I made a couple of them for the recipes and they're just like lovely things to have in your fridge or your cupboard because I find myself just putting them on loads of stuff now which I guess is the point but it's just like oh so much flavor and yeah I was just I was very excited by it there was tons of stuff I wanted to make and the flavors are all kind of you know interesting and it's quite fr- everything feels quite fresh mm. and light and healthy and what you want to eat in summer right when it's yeah. not it's not a lot of heavy crap in here and and nothing is too difficult as far as the ones that I looked at like no. the ones I cooked and the ones I looked at cooking like nothing is hard no there's a section on like making your own noodles mm. right which I mean I didn't do I would love to do I've made noodles before and I'm bad at it but I enjoy the practice but like even so she still just tells you in all the recipes what other noodles you yeah. can use you don't need to home make them yeah there's no big projects in here I feel it's very everyday yes yeah 
Which I guess comes from her, like, yeah, being a mom of three kids yeah. and also having a really busy life as a cook and recipe writer and, like, you know, smashing out these great books. Yeah. Like, it's so good. It feels very, like, modern Asian. Yes. Yeah. And not, I know we made this comparison at the end of the Rav episode as well, but it's not dissimilar to Mira Soda's East, I guess, in terms of that kind of quick, delicious, great veggie vegan food with you know yes. Asian inspirations or roots yeah I think I reckon the difference that you would find if you had them both is that this has that yeah those the beginning section is a lot about like yeah how to stock your Asian pantry like what like those oils that you were talking about she has a goes with everything section yeah. which has got things like jammy eggs and yeah uh, bring on your pancakes and things like that like a real like explanation almost of what is Asian food mm. and and what you can expect from the different like flavor and like she also there's a, there's no section about like what, like how to cook asian she talks about like um stack your pantry yes. and explore umami and all, all this stuff so you know she doesn't assume that you know what gochujang is yes. or what miso is or how that works in a recipe and yeah but she's good at kind of explaining it yeah just loved it, it, it loved just, it yeah love it um what did you cook? What did I cook? Hannah, I cooked three things. <gasps> three? Mm. But I, I feel like this is, you know, no. we it, when we make three things, it's because we're really excited about the book, yeah. right? And it's because it's like, for me, it wasn't a chore to make that last thing because I was genuinely looking for just an easy, quick veggie dinner. And I was like, oh, shit, I've got this yeah. book on my table, so I'm sure I'll find something there. Which makes me think that I'm going to come back to it again yeah. and again. And so many of the things I looked at making, I was like, oh, I've got literally everything of that yes. in the house right now. Yes! Which was this... Which is... Amazing. Right. The first thing that I made was that. So it was the um, tomato and egg rice noodles. Ooh, yeah. Um, Tomato and egg. I don't know. Um, you know, initially I was kind of like, I don't know how I feel about them together, but... Um, like a shakshuka? Yeah, yeah. Not like baked, I suppose. Yeah, you have to... You boil the... Very quickly boil the tomatoes to get the skins off. And then you kind of chop up the flesh. So that's about the most labour-intensive part of it, to be honest. Chop up the flesh is a good band name. <laughs> chop up the flesh. It would have to be like, you know, hard metal, though. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be at Woodstock 99 that we've both been watching on Netflix <laughs> um as I mentioned in my in the last episode I've just moved flat and I've moved to a Crystal Palace which is a very lovely area but does not have a proper Asian shop and so a couple of the ingredients were hard to find um including simple old fucking rice noodles for this so I had to go to the like the flat ones you know I had to go yeah, to yeah this is like it's essentially like a hippie shop that smells like incense on the high street <laughs> and it's all like you know vegan gluten-free stuff and they only had brown rice noodles which i felt sad about because i hate brown pasta and i hate brown rice but actually it yeah. turns out that brown noodles is the you know the best of the bunch and i couldn't really tell the difference so all's well that ends well um but yeah the ingredient list isn't too long for this which is very refreshing tomatoes eggs um ginger small onion brown sugar and the rice noodles um scallions or spring onions which she bloody loves love a spring onion loves a scallion uh, i thought that was a real irish thing to call it a scallion but actually apparently not <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I thought it was an American thing. Ah, that's interesting. Um, sea salt and white pepper. Again, white pepper 
loves white pepper and everything so this also she recommends serving it with her everything oil which yes, she, talks, she also loves. Yes. But, yeah. See, had, so I made that. And that's one of the things that I've been putting on, like literally everything from just like, you know, veggies to like omelets. And honestly, you could eat it with bread. It's great. That's just an infused vegetable oil that has red chili flakes, Sichuan peppercorns, um, these Korean red chili flakes that I couldn't find. So I just did more of the normal ones. Sea salt, a ginger, garlic starnies and cinnamon stick and again i have everything in yeah. my spice cupboard so that just like didn't take any length at all to make you literally just put it all in a saucepan and then you know combine it with the oil boom, boom, yeah. shake the room. and it's delicious it's quite spicy but it's really really good so to make the noodles like i said you boil the tomatoes quickly take off the skins um and then you beat the eggs you heat a wok you add, you pour in the egg, you leave it for like 20 seconds and you turn off the heat and you move it around to scramble it. Um, so it's not like, you know, too rubbery. It, it basically mm. just, just gets cooked. You take that out and then you put in the same wok. Again, always love anyone who just says in the same pan, do the thing because yeah. it tastes washing up. You put in ginger, onion, heat that really quickly. Put in the tomato flesh that you've chopped before and then you just kind of let that cook cook down uh for a few minutes you add in brown sugar and then you squash the tomato a bit to break it up and then you put the egg back in with your sea salt and white pepper of course and you cook your noodles separately in boiling water and then you just put the noodles in the bowls and you just put the tomato egg stir fry mix over it and you scatter it with scallions or spring onions and then she drizzles over the everything oil nice just a great really yeah. easy fresh tasting dinner and it came together so quickly especially when i had made the everything oil earlier in the day and i still have tons of that oil in the cupboard so like once you make it you could just make this again and again and they i made the whole recipe which serves four and didn't eat it so then i like brought it for lunch and ate it cold the next day in the office uh, which felt like quite nice summery like yeah uh, it was just cold lovely noodles. love them i just the, everything you have everything for that in your fridge probably and if you have noodles in the cupboard you can just pull that together so quickly and it's delicious. yeah there's no reason you have to use rice noodles right you could use you could use any noodle there yeah what yes uh, her substitutes can you use tin tomatoes oh she actually doesn't have any substitutes for that one oh. interestingly tut tut hetty let's decide down i guess i guess the thing with a tin tomato in that situation is it's not it's a bit rich isn't it like you want it you want that fresh kind of yeah it tasted very fresh that's what the, yeah mm. it was almost like a, a noodle salad <laughs> yeah you don't want it to be a pasta sauce right? yeah you want it, to be a... it didn't like coat the noodles or anything everything was quite you know held its own but it was lovely. I would just definitely think about making that quickly um, after work or whatever again. So that was a really that. good one. The next thing I made, again, I just mm -hmm. happened to have all the ingredients for this in the fridge as like leftovers from other stuff. But it was the crispy tofu and cilantro bowls. Ooh, I was hoping that you made something with tofu because uh, I didn't. And there's so much tofu in this book. There's so much um, of it. There's like a... And I feel like my tofu confidence is low. So that's maybe why I didn't. And also I feel like good quality tofu is hard to find. Good tofu is hard, hard to find. find. 
anyway, tell us about your cosita. <laughs> There's a couple of things in here that I feel like I need to work up to in terms of that tofu thing. You know, there's a lot of recipes with like a block of silken tofu and then just yeah, stuff yeah, on top. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I'm there yet, but uh, I'm, I'm trying. Bear with me. Yeah, like, yeah, like is there like a panna cotta or something? Yeah. And you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Hold my hand. <laughs> um, Can I put everything all on this? <laughs> so this is this came together really quickly as well i had some tofu in the fridge i had coriander in the fridge i had spring onions in the fridge probably from the last recipe and ginger probably from the last recipe and um, five spice powder features quite prevalently in this um eggs cornstarch vegetable oil and then you make this quick five spice aioli to dip the balls in just a little bit of mayonnaise um <laughs> mayonnaise five spice powder sriracha and garlic clove grated and that's your little dippy dippy aioli alioli oh i love that aioli aioli your aioli (laughs) (laughs) sorry um on five spice i just need to um a story about me (laughs) for a moment (laughs) sorry had it had it been a while uh i i as you know but probably if you're listening you don't i had my kitchen renovated uh, recently but this is we're not talking about that right now but um (laughs) in that obviously went through my spices and when i was putting them back in i had uh, exactly three jars of chinese five spice you had 15 spice mix herbs no but oh, i had three man. jars of chinese five spice wow i was introduced to putting five spice into like cakes by my Ooh. old bread bacon colleague nicole in um brunswick east but and i i think i put it on like a I used it in icing for like a walnut cake or something and it was yeah, so yeah. good five spice and sweet stuff is yeah. really 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 good like a hasn't it so it's that kind of oh. like yeah like... really underrated um and it like i feel like it's very important in this recipe because with the tofu it needs you know as we know tofu is like fine but a bit bland so it needs that flavor so you basically like mush it all together tofu you squish it up in a bowl then you add in your cilantro, your scallions, your ginger, your five spice and eggs. You mix it all up um, with the potato starch or the cornstarch and then season it. And then you just shape it into, golf, she says golf ball sized balls, which I, I feel is too much of a standard metric considering many of us have never fucking played golf in our life. But anyway, I just went with what I thought was a normal sized ball. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll buy a then, golf ball so you can compare. I'll keep it in my kitchen. <laughs> Just hang it up on, on a cupboard or something. Actually, you, I have one. I have a golf ball because somebody gave us one when Marcus was born, like in his gift bag, and we're not sure if like it was like a thing, like because oh. it was one of his granddad's friends, and it's like, is that like a because they play golf or is it was an accident? <laughs> to just drop it in there the way out so you can have that he's looking for his golf ball <laughs> <Yes. laughs> wow and that's weird maybe he wants him to be like a little tiger woods or you know someone more respectable <laughs> <laughs> yeah. any 
anyway, anyway. Um, for the aioli, then you just mix it all together. All the, the, the mayonnaise, the five spice, the sriracha and the garlic clove that's grated. And so you just fry it off the balls then. <laughs> you I'm sorry, fry, shallow fry. I just gave Vic a really creepy grin after I said that I'm really sorry. Um, shallow fry. How's your neighbor's barbecue going? <laughs> I think they hate me. You just fry off the balls. They've left. Fry the balls. They're gone. They left a long time ago. They've handed in their yeah, notice. They thought you were going to fry off the balls. <laughs> fry them and then you eat them. This <laughs> is like jazz hand thing. Which is, fry them. Fry them fry and then the get balls. this. You eat them. Release the balls. Whoa. Whoa. And they yeah. are... Very lovely. I put, I ate them for lunch. <laughs> I don't know if you need to know what time of day that I ate them. <laughs> I say, well, uh, wow, you're crazy. <laughs> Where do you supposed mean, to eat it them? Was so quick. <laughs> it was also quick and it was very delicious. All right, you made and ate them in one lunch I made and ate them in one lunch time. Yeah, admittedly, I don't, I take a leisurely lunch when I'm working from home, but. Um, Sending this to your boss immediately. She says you can veganize them. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you can veganize them by replacing the egg with flax egg. A flax egg. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. She doesn't have an egg. Does she have an egg alternative section? Or is... No, that's in my baby led weaning books. <laughs> It'd be so funny if you came onto this episode and you had made all the recipes from your baby led weaning book. <laughs> These were great. And I froze because it made like a dozen balls. Nobody needs a dozen balls. <laughs> So I... You're never going to get past the balls. So I froze a load of them and then have just like intermittently been throwing them into the oven alongside another dinner and they're great. They heat up really well and they heat really quickly. Actually a little bit of protein with your dinner. I love it. Yeah. I love that. They sound great and also um, fun. Yeah, they're like, you know, us veggies are very deprived on the meatball front. You you have Mm. to go like Linda McCartney or, you know, those kind of pre-processed... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Replacement things. So I feel like they would be, they're a nice little little alternative. And then the last thing I made, which was a very quick, quick little job, was the roasted Brussels sprouts, chickpeas and edamame Ooh. with ginger scallion oil. Again, a scallion. Um, I think I made a ginger spring onion oil for David Chang, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's so... like the only veggie recipe in the whole book, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. And I think this is quite similar. Basically, oh my God, this is another thing. I couldn't find edamame beans around here, which is shocking because this is a very yummy mummy area. I'm pretty sure that's like... So I found these weird things in like an Indian grocery shop and they were called... Hold on, what were they called? I'd never seen them before in my life. Green pigeon peas. Oh, um, they're like the poor man's edamame, the like pigeon pigeon peas. But they were in a tin, and you're meant to use frozen edamame here. I don't think they were anything like edamame, but they were a bean or a pea. Yeah, so they were a bean. Threw them in there, and I think you probably do that, you know, with anything. So also, edamame is expensive. And what are you going to do? Like shell them? Like all? Because I feel like you buy edamame, don't you? Generally, in the in the oh, in the party pods. things, yeah. No, no, no time to pod. Only this pod, am I right? I feel like I feel like Edamame is like a <laughs> no pod on this pod. I only got time for one pod. Yeah, this is all the Brussels sprouts. You trim them and have them. Chickpeas, edamame, 
beans and you just put that all on a big old baking pan baking pan baking tin she <laughs> you couldn't find edamame but you found brussels sprouts in august 20 in well in august 2020 chris are you at goodness that christmas pr events are just stealing all the brussels stuff in my pockets full of brussels we're not invited to any christmas pr events but if you'd like to we won't the brussels sprouts <laughs> Um, you sprinkle that mix in ground coriander and salt and black pepper this time, actually, should branch it out. Ooh. You roast it all for like 25 minutes until everything's golden, crispy, whatever. And then you literally just coat it in this ginger scallion oil, which is chopped up spring onions, you'll be shocked to hear, and ginger and vegetable oil and what else is in there? I feel like that's pretty much it. Sea salt. She loves the yeah. sea salt. Oh, that's it. It's ginger, scallions, gluten-free soy sauce or ta- tamari, sea salt, yeah, uh, and vegetable oil. I feel like that one I like less than the chili oil. I mean, it's fine. I've used it a bit, but it's just like not got that kick and it's just a bit whatever. Yeah. And then you just toss the sprout mix in that with some sesame seeds. That's it. Basically, you serve it with scallions sounds and nice. coriander. It's a nice little side. And it's a way, you know, yeah, I mean, a lot of people d- don't have a lot of love for Brussels sprouts. I really like them. Me too. Yeah, I think that would be an, a nice way to liven them up if you're not a big fan. She says you could sub them, the sprouts with broccoli, cauliflower, or eggplant. And you can sub the chickpeas with lentils, white beans, or butter beans. She doesn't say anything about subbing the edamame with pigeon peas, but <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, yeah, we are, we <laughs> just are. went with that one. So those are my three things and I just thought they were great they were quick they were not labour intensive I wasn't crying there were no breakdowns in the kitchen I'll make them again you didn't set the fire alarm off no fire alarms no tiny little spherical biscuits on the bottom of my oven <laughs> delicious love it thank what you what did you make you. my friend so I made only two things I had big plans for this book and life got in the way a little bit but I made two things and that's enough all right you are enough (laughs) i am enough things are enough um so the first thing i made wasn't the first thing but the thing i made was the shawarma singapore i'm doing inverted commas noodles with corn and cauliflower oh yeah i don't think i even saw these Hmm. how delightful page is it getting a lot shawarma over there Swarming up. Wow. Um, swarming up. <laughs> I have the boys swarm into my yard <laughs> after this. <laughs> um, wow. So they are, it's like, well, they're, they're Singapore noodles, like traditional. Well, they're not traditional, but yes. it, it is what it is. They're obviously vegan and they're vegan and gluten free, actually, because uh, you use rice vermicelli noodles for singapore noodles right but she so in the like her little description of it she talks about how she was just making she was making singapore noodles one day and she noticed a jar of shawarma spice nearby and she was like fuck it i'm gonna i'm gonna switch the curry powder out for this and see how it goes and she said it was delicious and amazing she also has a recipe for like normal singapore noodles with like malaysian curry powder right but this one just sounded 
fun like um we so you make the shawarma spice which is a tablespoon of ground cumin two teaspoons of ground coriander two teaspoons of smoked paprika uh two teaspoons of sea salt that's a lot for that little um and some black pepper uh and you just kind of put that in a little jar and shake it up and boom that's your shawarma spice and this is so easy and lovely and quick and so you again i had like most things you fry up some onions like an Mm -hmm. an onion sliced up uh, until they kind of go on the turn like a bit fragrant and then you add in some cauliflower that you've kind of cut up into florets and some sea salt some more salt florets and the machine (laughs) wow sorry i'm just sitting here only thinking of puns florets and the machine is a great name for my vegan restaurant um i think not mine i'm not opening a vegan restaurant (laughs) What with your spam? Your tins of spam. <laughs> you know, I did not long ago get an advert on Instagram for like vegan spam. I'm not even joking you. Like no. a company that makes like vegan spam. I may have followed them because I was like, <laughs> what did they call it? Like shit, like VAM or something crap. They all- <laughs> Zam. <laughs> Zaman. Sexy. Zaman. Yeah, you had cauliflower. You cooked that up together um, with some salt and then you add some corn which is she she loves in life and i don't know about this book but generally in her i've made a couple of things from her new york times stuff I have you. Uh, and she loves corn like off the cob like she she'd rather you do that than frozen so she says it's like two cobs of corn corn and garlic you know cook that for a couple of minutes then take that all out of the pan mm-hmm. and again it's the same like use the same pan so at the same time you're kind of you're soaking your rice vermicelli which i had exactly the same problem as you i could only get brown rice vermicelli in the supermarket yeah anyway they they were fine so you soak those and then you put a couple of tablespoons of oil in your pan and then uh kind of toast up the the spice the shawarma spice put your noodles in coat it in the the spice and then put your vegetables back in mix it all around you add some peas nice. some more salt peas. some white pepper <laughs> of course <laughs> of course until your peas are cooked and, and that's it and then you serve it you add scallions and maggie sauce oh, yeah. to the top she loves which maggie um too. yeah she does and it's really nice like it was it was really good yeah i thought it it was really like that th- those flavors are really lovely. like the cumin and the paprika and you know, like that's a really nice flavor to go with like noodles um and it's interesting and who doesn't love singapore noodles yeah i missed some kind of like protein or something pro yeah, yeah. protein or like i don't know if it needed something a bit more like soft i don't know something i wanted to add like mayonnaise to it or like right. something like I don't know whether it was that or um yeah it, it i feel like it needed something for me like i would have loved it with prawns which yeah I, yeah you know, yeah something like that but i we ate loads of it it because mixed loads and we you know we, yeah we had it cold the next day and it was lovely loads of maggie sauce on it extra spring i mean imagine one of the oils actually would be pretty good yes. on it yeah 
Yeah, that is the thing about... Well, firstly, I think, like, noodles are one of the best things to translate to being eaten cold. <laughs> Better yes. than, like, yeah, pasta yeah, yeah. and rice and a lot of other potatoes or whatever. But, yeah, I think that a, a lot of those oils are really handy to have to just elevate those dishes when they're just missing a little bit of something. If they're just something, feeling a bit yeah. too vegetable-y, noodly. Like, even, like, the... Like a tofu, like fried tofu would have been nice in it. Like, um, just a different texture, right? Yeah, just something. I mean, the, the cauliflower is nice because it was, you obviously, it's quite hard still. It's got that like crunch, mm. but not everyone likes cauliflower. Um, but I, yeah, liked it. Would definitely make something similar again. I'd maybe try her, you know, proper Singapore noodles. Yes. Yeah. And then the second thing I made was. Uh, and I'm sorry that I've done this twice in a row now, but I made her black sesame and banana loaf. Oh, no. I think that's great. How is yes. that? <gasps> oh, my God. Really? But step aside, Ravni. <laughs> this was so good. This was a game changer for me. Like, Wow. It's vegan. And gluten-free. And gluten-free, but she uses gluten-free flour, which I don't have. And I feel like we don't run well in the gluten-free flour game and in england right um so i just use normal she says it's in a substitute so you can use all-purpose flour and that's what i did but otherwise completely vegan uh so it's black sesame seeds which she says you can take out completely um don't do that i don't know why you'd want to yeah sesame is so good so good uh she tells this lovely story about how her dad worked for like a, a banana trader or something so she her house would be full of bananas oh and she didn't appreciate it at the time but this obviously you know harks back to that yeah so you need 75 grams of black sesame seeds it's quite yeah, a lot cool. um it wiped me out of sesame <laughs> seeds she says you can use white ones as well but the black ones if you can find them are a lot of flavor they just add something like Black sesame ice cream is one of my favorite oh, things. Like it's so just so good. good. There's some like Japanese patisseries in France, in Paris, that do loads of black sesame, and they'll fill like eclairs with black sesame cream and oh, stuff, and it's just incredible. Oh, I just love it as a flavor. Yeah, so good. So you kind of whiz those up in the old mini chopper. Oh, I yeah. probably didn't. Hey, um, is this the first time you've mentioned your mini chopper this season? Someone ring the bell. No. Producer that doesn't ding, exist, ding, ring ding. the bell. <laughs> what should we call our fake producer? The Invisible Benito. <laughs> no. And that's an off menu, man. Um, shout out. Uh, shout out. Yeah, it's it's really easy. It's just, I, again, I had bananas. Stephen didn't eat one this time. No. Thank oh, God. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's an all in one. So it's 225 grams of flour, baking powder, baking soda, five ripe bananas, which is quite a lot. Yeah. It means it's just very moist and lovely yes. and great. It, it's four for the cake and then one to lie on top. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. Try to Coconut that. oil. Oh, nice. Uh, so half a cup, 125 mils of coconut oil, the same again of oat or soy milk, vanilla, brown sugar. Boom. Fish puff bosh. Wazzy wazzy woo woo. Put it in with the, you know, that thing on the top. That thing um, being a banana. Along with your, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get up off that thing and put it on your banana bread. <laughs> Honestly, it was so good. It was so good. And I feel like... If I had better black sesame, for some reason, I feel like they were a bit t- less tasteful than they usually what? are, probably just because they were... making, like, dirty jokes in the corner or something. Ew. 
Be happy with the smoshy little black sesame seeds that you have. <laughs> they bring their own little quality. <laughs> oh, but no, so moist, so banana-y. Just bang on and vegan, yeah. and really quick. Stuff you'd also, you'd have, if you've got bananas and you've got black sesame seeds, you've got, you've probably got everything that you need in this one. And I think that the coconut oil probably brings something there as well. That probably complements mm. the sesame flavor nicely as well, right? yeah all about it i think that if you can if we can find this online and you want to make a nice i feel like banana bread obviously had its moment and i was obviously having a moment with me but um it is always good and everyone always likes it but yeah amazing love you hetty will um make this a million times probably nice so maybe that's you that's your banana bread you've you've reached your banana bread peak i think now. that's my banana bread yeah yeah. Is there anything that you would have liked to have cooked that you didn't? Yes, loads. Um, I want to have a go at making the noodles. Yes, me too. I've only handmade noodles before and it's been my boy Yotam's recipe. So I feel like uh, Hetty <laughs> has a bit more authority on that and it would be nice to try hers. The spicy sesame tantanmen ramen. Again, yeah. because it's sesame and I just love all things sesame. The, oh my God, I had so many pages turned down. Ban me salad yes 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 love about me and you sent this to me on instagram didn't you that it's like one of the best recipes from this book someone had posted Mm. about it yeah so i'd love to give that a go dumplings i have never made from scratch and i'd love a little go i'd love a little go yes i feel like we've not talked really about the dumplings and dumplings are my favorite thing in the whole world i i would never I don't think I've had time or the patience to make the dumpling wrappers. Mm. But if I'd been able to find dumpling wrappers, I would have loved to have done those. Like the, she's got like potato and leek yes. momos, is yes. it? And she has like seasonal just dumplings and she like suggests a thing for every season, believe it or not, <laughs> um, which would be great. Yeah. Also the Hong Kong scrambled egg sandwich. She does it. Yes. Oh my God. Sorry. Because, you know, I love the egg sandwiches in Japan with the kind of like slightly like sweet bread and the. Yeah. It's just this like perfectly uniform, like white filling and uh, between the bread and it's just great so i'd love to have a go with that she does yeah she does it with a side of milk tea which i might pass on but yeah i think that would be really fun i read that recipe and i was like soy sauce and scrambled eggs never thought about it yeah that is a game changer like i would love that and evaporated milk yeah i feel like that's how do you feel about that like it could be very sweet Mm. but soy sauce and scrambled it might it might it might be countered by the soy sauce yeah yeah what about you anything that you haven't mentioned that you wanted to make the spring onion pancakes. <gasps> yes, spring onion pancakes. Yeah. We, you and I both love spring onion pancakes, and I feel like I was. I, that's what I really wanted to do, and I just never got round to it. I've got loads of spring onions in my fridge, and I'll probably do it before the week is out. To be honest, that I'm actually gonna make, and I got all the stuff to do it, but again, I just haven't had time. The miso oats with egg and avocado, and I thought that. Oof. um me and Marcus could eat that together for breakfast. That's very cute. Uh, I bought some stock cube, baby stock cubes. Oh <laughs> They've got less salt in them. Um, so you just, it's like a savory porridge. So you cook the oats in stock instead of uh, milk. 
Marcus is going to be the best fed little baby there ever has been. He's going to rock up to like nursery or crash or whatever and be like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Where's, my scallop Where's, Where's my miso porridge with avocado? <laughs> it's true. Mummy doesn't make it like this. <laughs> the orange chiffon cake looks like those big cakes mm. you get in the Chinatown bakeries that are... Yes. Yeah, so good. Oh my god, I miss Chinatown bakery. The um, kimchi and mushroom sausage rolls. Yeah, inspired. Yeah, yes. Great, love that. They look really easy as well. Oh, frankly, it's um, um, it's just so good. it's just great. So good. Ten, they, I don't know if it's it, the James Beard award is gone, but it should win for whatever. Yeah, it's Mr. Beard. Great. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> Jimmy Beard. Dole it on out to Hetty. Jimmy. Jimmy. I feel like it's not going to be a shock, but yeah, should we rate this one? Shall we? Rate. Okay. Very quickly. Super quickly. Time me. Timer. Uh, I'm going to no. explain the rating system. We rate. Every have you ever listened to the ITY My podcast and they do um, super speed download and they have 30 seconds to describe like an internet phenomenon or like piece oh, of gossip and fun. they have to speak really quickly and they're like, they tell you to like put your podcast speed down to like 0.7 or something. Oh, I don't feel like we anyway. would do very well at that because we like, we like a tangent, a spangent and we like to shite on a little bit. <laughs> rating system. Every episode we rate the book that we've cooked from um we rate out of five criteria these are usability and accessibility that's one that's one <laughs> uh, are the recipes easy to read and follow and so on ingredients used are there things that you'd have to hand things that you can find aesthetics does it look nice is it veggie friendly yes or no and lastly is it <laughs> it is the last criteria is inspirability <laughs> <laughs> that's what issues with inspirability uh, i just like um, fucking it up at this point it took everything to not be like inspirability. um and we changed what we rate out of based on the chef or the book and what comes up again and again and again or something that strikes us so in this instance because we might have mentioned but she uses this a lot we're going to rate hetty's book out of White, White pepper. pepper. Could have been scallions oh, either. Couldn't it? Could have been scallions. Could be scallions and white pepper. White peppery scallions? Mm. <laughs> I'm getting the feeling Vic doesn't like that idea. <laughs> white peppery scallions? No, we could do white peppery scallions. <laughs> so, Vic. I think we do white pepper and scallions. How many white pepper and scallions are you going to give to Asia with Love? White pepper and scallions mm-hmm. is my new name of my two dogs. For your what? <laughs> my two dogs. This is my dog, White Pepper, and this is my dog, Scallion. Scallion is a great name for a dog or cat. Just saying. Um, so, usability and accessibility, That's I'm giving what? it one. Like we said, very usable accessible uh good for weeknight cooking no no, like project cooks i mean i guess maybe dumplings would probably be a bit of a project but she she doesn't say you have to make your own noodles like you say you don't have to make your own dumpling wrappers you buy them and just you know do whatever you want um so that gets a one ingredients now 
Now. I'm giving it one. Now. <laughs> now. I'm giving it a point. However, okay. I could have taken half off because there's a lot of things in her, like, Asian pantry section that, it, like, I would struggle to find. Mm. Um, and, you know, you might struggle to find or get. But I feel like in the bulk of the recipes that, you know, in the book, you wouldn't. So it's it's getting one. Wow, that was okay. great sentence. <laughs> Aesthetics. Yes, it's beautiful. Gets one from me. From mm. me. Um, is it veggie friendly? Mm, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> not a sniff of meat. Not a sniff um, of anything animal. Uh, and I feel very inspired as always. So it's getting five white pepper and scallions out of five white pepper and scallions from me. Oh, <laughs> this almost Which I think never happened this season. Wow. Yeah. That's the, yeah. That I mean, is big high. shot. Vicky gives the. Five Asian book. An Asian cook. <laughs> for a second, Vic's got a pen in her hand, but I thought it was a chopstick for a second. <laughs> I thought that would have been really apt for uh, this record, scratching her forehead with this chopstick. Doesn't she love, is it this book? Mixing things with chopsticks. Yeah. That she really wants you to mix everything with chopsticks. Yeah, I don't have any in this any? chat yet I'm no send you some. okay thanks can you send me some like tin foil and shit too because i still haven't got that either from the last episode <laughs> help me i'm poor <laughs> um rating me it's my turn yes. this is my turn how do you rate this book out of five white pepper and scallions hannah this is my Just. moment <laughs> Usability and accessibility, that's one point for me. <laughs> um, I am going to dock half for ingredients used. Oh, spoil, spoil. Sauce Hetty, but you know, the um, the yummy mummy heights of Crystal Palace just couldn't stretch to rice noodles and stuff. So I feel like um, I just need to there. So I'm sorry. Brown rice is bad, just to say I agree with you. Why? Life is too short for brown pasta and brown rice and all that stuff. Aesthetics one i really like it it has that a nice like clean white fresh look like pepper <laughs> like a white pepper or the base of a scallion <laughs> veggie friendly obviously yeah. and i was very inspired i yeah i think next to east or whatever it's one of those books that i've just been very excited to flick through and it's been hard to pick what to make and you've not been put off by like major processes or anything. So major it's four and a processes. half. <laughs> no major processes here, thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know I was gonna work for you. <laughs> Can you give me a list of the major <laughs> processes in, in this project? <laughs> I've been doing some blue sky thinking. <laughs> I've decided Think to give it that. four and a half white <laughs> pepper and scallions out of five. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lordy. Next book. <laughs> Next book, please. Thanks to Hetty uh, for that. Uh, thank you, Hetty. Next yes, book. We're staying in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. We think. Yes, good point. It's Brooklyn Beckham's book. <laughs> it is Boiled Egg. <laughs> Put the bread in the toaster. Get someone else to boil an egg for you. It is... Alison Roman. Alison Roman. Here she is. Oh, We've all been waiting. <laughs> we have all been waiting. <laughs> we are doing something a little bit different, aren't we? Next week? Next next episode? We're doing something a little bit different. <laughs> I heard we were, we? we were doing... Are we? 
I heard we were doing something different next episode. <laughs> we are doing something different next episode. I'm quitting. <laughs> There'll be a new host. And it's Alison uh, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> she's really fallen from grace. <laughs> and she's <It's> Roman ruins. <laughs> oh, wow. I've not made one good joke this whole episode, and you've just been on fire. <laughs> and I think it's great. Roman it's Roman. only shit puns. Shit puns only. That's a sign that, like, a neon sign that I need in my shit fl- puns <laughs> flat. Shit puns only. That's my bakery. <laughs> Gets all the top buns like thrown out discounts. Yeah, it's like the it's like the Greg's discount store. Anyway, right, so what we're doing that is different. <laughs> so Alison Roman has two books currently out. Yes, one called Dining In and one called Nothing Fancy. Yeah, and we're doing one each. We're doing one each. This is big for us. Just my excited mouth. We're not sure what that looks like yet. <laughs> You're going to get two books for the price of one, pals. This is good. So we're very excited. Mine arrived today. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to have things to say, I think. Watch this space. I mean, it's Alison Roman. We've all got lots of things to we say. Do. We do. Oh, man, I'm going to have to talk about her at the start. Right, I'll start now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, release a scroll and it like falls down to the ground. No, it'll be great. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, maybe it'll have to be a bumper episode as we both bang on, you know, for an hour each about the book that we've covered. I'm not going to bang on for an hour. I would just spend an hour interrupting Hannah. <laughs> like I've done to her today. <laughs> Well, this yeah. has been a pleasure. This has been great. We should do it again okay. sometime. Two How about in two weeks? Cool. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Thank you. Um, for thank you for listening. Sorry for uh, giddiness. you know general giddiness and life. Um, but this book is great. Yes, buy it. And buy it. It's great. Shout out to Hetty, and she has a new book coming out, so buy that one as well, maybe. Um, and if you're still listening. And you would like to sign up to our Patreon, please yeah. do. You can hear much more of this crap. <laughs> and we would love you to be yes. there with us as we chat Shit. more about cookbooks. <laughs> and you can recommend stuff for us to chat to uh, chat about in our mini-sodes that go for Patreon this as well. This is the thing, yeah. We want to we wanna hear from y'all. From y'all. Thank you y'all. for listening. And Thank see you, so you in much. two weeks' time. We love you. Bye! Bye! Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Cookbook Circle. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe and leave us a review as it helps others to find us. You can see how recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram at Cookbook Circle. And if you make anything from the books we talk about, don't forget to tag us. See you next time. Bye! Bye.